welcome to another episode of the Making Sense of Islam podcast. A few housekeeping points before we begin. Every episode is accompanied by episode notes that highlight everything I've referenced. So people, verses, hadith, etc. They are all in the episode notes, which you can find at makingsenseofislam.com. Most of the episodes are short form, so the notes are few. But when you listen to longer form episodes, the notes are meant to be a resource and an aid. Number two. I would really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast on whatever platform you use and leave a comment, hopefully positive. And number three, every Friday I send out a short email called Coexist Ruminations that shares what I'm working on and reading in my four focus areas. If you'd like to receive these, please sign up by going to makingsenseofislam.com forward slash Friday. That's it for now. Enjoy the show. If you have ever spent time studying any of the Islamic sciences, one of the patterns that becomes clear is the attention scholars in the past gave to documenting principles, axioms, rules, aphorisms, etc. In almost every discipline, you will find these cataloged, all with the aim of making the study of that particular discipline easy. So, rather than always having to start with a minutia and then making sense of it, students typically learn these principles which provide important frameworks to make sense of it all. Now, while these principles are usually for students and experts of these fields, I believe that many Muslims seeking to make sense of Islam require their own set of first principles through which they can approach Islam as a religion and discipline of study and also draw conclusions that are both at one with the fundamentals of the faith and also compatible with our current condition. In this series, and at this point, I'm not exactly sure how long it's going to be, but I will say at least 10 episodes. I want to highlight some of these first principles that help us create a mental framework through which we can make sense of Islam today. Enjoy. I hope you're doing well. Continuing once again with our principles, first principles of Islam. Today, I want to talk about the concept of charity. And I'm very passionate about this personally. I've spent a lot of time uh, in my professional life in the charity space. So it's something that I believe in. And because of my own experience, I've also seen, unfortunately, a lot of bad examples of charity. And the other thing, unfortunately, that I've also noticed is that it's not something that I think we as a community talk about enough. And, you know, somebody might push back and be like, oh, but, you know, look at the Muslim world, uh, you know, they're so oppressed, they're so, they're, they're, they're so this, they're so that. And I think that that's one of the problems, you know, that's, that's one of the, ex the common excuses that we have. And that's not, you know, you don't have to be well and fine to be a person of charity, to be a philanthropist, which literally means love of humanity. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was a philanthropist. He was somebody that loved the people around him, even those that, that that didn't like him, he tried to be equitable and just with them all the time. And that's why this is a first principle. It's, it is a state of being to always be a person of charity. So the first thing I would say about charity and to understand how we should think about it is that it is speech backed up by action. God tells us in the Qur'an, you know, don't be like the people that say something, but don't back it up and don't do it. You know, if you say something, you need to do it. You need to be a person of speech and action. That your action translate what you have said. And what you say 
translate, you know, translates what you're doing or into what you're doing. That they are seamless. And it is seen as a negative characteristic, a negative trait rather, to be somebody that just says something and never, never act. And we all, we all have somebody in our lives that's done that, promised us this, promised us that, and never followed through. And we know the pain and the hurt that, you know, that, that we feel. And because this is a first principle of our faith, it is therefore a characteristic of the believer, is that the believer says something and then they do it. And if you don't think you're going to do it, or you don't think that you can, don't say it. You know, withhold that so you don't fall into that category. So, so charity is essentially that, to help somebody, and it's not just about the exchange of money, but here charity is aid, assistance in whatever you can. You know, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, smiling in the, we all know this hadith from growing up, you know, smiling in the face of, your, of, 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 of a believer is a, is a form of charity. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything to smile, but it's something pleasant to do, to make the person around you or the person that you greet feel safe. Removing uh, a harmful object from the road, a stone or a nail or a glass or whatever from the road is a form of charity, is a form of sadaqah. It's, you know, and, and here the Prophet is using the word that we would also use for you know, putting money in the donation box. So it's not just the exchange of money, but it's about caring about somebody else and translating what we believe into action. The second thing I want to say about charity is that when we get a little bit more sophisticated and let's say, okay, we all agree we want to be charitable, let's do something together. So here we want to come together as a group and do something charitable. It's very important that we understand what our society needs now. And this is where I think one can levy a lot of criticism at Muslim Charities, and I'm not going to, you know, mention anything by name, but but things that I have seen. You know, we don't necessarily need another mosque, or we don't necessarily need another uh, Quran memorization school. Maybe we do in some parts of the world. I mean, you can't make a blanket statement. I'm sure, I'm sure there are places in the world where a, a mosque needs to be built because there's not enough space, or there's a group of Muslims. I mean, I'm not dissing that. That's important, but. We also need other things in addition to that, like services. There are people that don't have medical services. There are people that are malnourished. There are people that uh, are illiterate, that don't have, that can't, can you imagine that there are people that can't read and write? And in the Muslim world, unfortunately, it's a very high percentage in certain countries. There are people that, children, that don't have enough supplies to go to school, and that prevents them from going to school. So how do you know which of these things is the case? You need to know. You need to make the effort to know. So the first step of organized charitable work is let's figure out what our, in our context, what do people need now? Is this a local issue we're dealing with? Is it an international issue? Uh, we have to study it, look at some of the stats, just like you would a business plan. You know, you don't just uh, wake up, I'm going to start a business today, and then, you know, you just do whatever. No, you, you, you have to sell a product or a service that, you know, people want or need, and has to be marketable and sellable. Well, it's the same thing with charity. You have to provide a service, Provide assistance in a way that people actually need it, that is solving the problem, that is helping move the needle from, from the negative side of the statistics to the positive side. So we have to expand our understanding beyond the quote-unquote religious. Charity in the name of Islam is not just about helping people memorize Qur'an or donating a mushaf to the mosque or building a mosque. All of those are good things. I mean, I'm not... Uh, and I've done them myself. I'm not dis you know, disparaging those acts. But we don't want to let that blind us 
from the other needs that our community you know, desperately uh, have. And part of that is being in the know. One of the great hadiths of the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, and he said, you know, this is one of the wisdoms of David from the Psalms, is that the believer knows when they are and where they are. So you need to know the world around you. What are the needs and the wants now? The other thing about charity is, as I sort of touched on very briefly in the beginning, but I want to go further into that, you can't understand charity if you don't understand love of people. And that's really at the heart of charity. If you care about humanity, and here I'm not talking about just Muslims or, or just Arabs or just Desis or just this or just, I'm saying people in general. No matter who they are, no matter where they are, if we truly care about people and love people, then our efforts of charity will be successful. Because that's what is behind every real charitable act, is the love of somebody else, love and care of somebody else. And if you can wrap your head around how powerful that is, then you will also understand that charity, at its heart, is something that is blind. In other words, if people, let's say, uh, I'm moved to solve issues of water. You know, there are people that don't have clean water or don't have access to water or need wells or this or that. Water, in general. Everything related to water, that's what I want to help because I've read these studies and I know that in all of the world and there's always issues of water, for example. Okay, so let's say I find a group of people somewhere or a town in a country or a village somewhere and there are people that have this problem then I will be motivated to help them because I care about solving this problem. It doesn't matter who those people are, but I believe that as a human being, another human being should have access to clean water. Now, of course, because a lot of our co-religionists are in ish, are, are live in, 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 in destitute and live in, in problem areas, there is no doubt that we would be motivated to help are co-religionists. I'm not, so I'm not trying to say we shouldn't do that. That's definitely going to be the case because unfortunately, a huge percentage of the international Muslim population need help. I'm also just highlighting this as a first principle is to not forget that it is based on love, not just of the Muslim, not just of the person that believes in what I believe in, but it's based on love of humanity in general. And this is what the Prophet, peace be upon him, taught us. The first hadith that students of hadith learn is called the hadith of mercy. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The merciful ones receive mercy from the merciful one. Show mercy to all on earth and you will, be, you will receive mercy from the one in the heavens. Now when our teachers you know, narrate this hadith for us and teach us this hadith, they taught us when the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Show mercy to all on earth. That means everyone, everything, inanimate objects, nature, the environment, our earth, the waters, the mountains, the, for the trees, everything. So if we can inculcate this concept, then it will guide our charity. And the reason I highlight this, I mean, it might be a little, you know, woo-woo for people, but, you know, love is important. And, and our, you know, I believe our, our religion is really based on love and mercy. 
if you, the reason I think this is so important is that I have unfortunately seen a lot of charitable efforts that are not driven by this you know, lofty ideal of helping people. It's really about building a name for somebody. And it, it, it took me a while to realize that, but when I see it, it's, it's kind of like gross, it's like disgusting to see that. Like, why would you, you know, why would you um, use people in need to build a name for yourself? I mean, that's, that's kind of lame. You know, that's, that's like lowly. Uh, that's not the kind of charity that I'm talking about here. Here we're talking about charity that actually helps people, impacts people, gets people out of poverty, gets people the assistance that they need, makes people feel loved, cared for, uh, restores their dignity, prevents them from falling into, you know, awful situations, all of that kind of stuff. That's what charity is about. And that's why it's a first principle of Islam. Because the, the believer has to be charitable. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, the strong believer is better in the eyes of God than the weak believer, even though in both of them is goodness. In this hadith, he's not saying, peace be upon him, that the, the weak believer is, is bad. No, he's just saying that the, the stronger believer is better because he's useful, because he can help his brother or sister in need, or his neighbor. But if I am weak, then I am in need of assistance. But if I am strong, and here it's not just financially strong, but it's you know emotionally strong, physically strong, healthy, all that kind of stuff that I'm able to give, even if it's just a smile, I'm able to give that to somebody else, that I'm more useful to my surroundings, to my neighbors, to my people, to humanity. So this is why it's such a deep, a deep concept. So I hope in this episode, I want to maybe leave with like a takeaway. I hope anyone listening will really emerge and make a commitment to themselves that I want to be a person, I want to be a charitable person. And to always be thinking, and look, this is a reminder for myself, it's so, so easy to be selfish, you know, especially in the material, uh, modern material world that we live in, it's so easy to be selfish and to drown in all the stuff that we have. But we should always remind ourselves every day, I want to do something good for somebody else, even if it's just a smile. Even if I'm walking and I see uh, something in the ground, I, I kick it to the side or I pick it up and throw it in the trash or I know there's somebody that needs help and I, and I give them assistance for no other reason than I love people and I love humanity and I want to be of use and I want to share the blessings that I have been given. I, I swear if we, if, we, if we can be that kind of person or at least aim to be that kind of person, we'll totally have a, a state shift. You know, we'll totally be happy and and you know, we'll be coming from a perspective of abundance. And that's very powerful. So don't want to preach. I'll leave it there. Um, I hope that this is helpful. And I will talk to everyone soon. Take care.